Are you tired of what's going on in the world? Have you reached the end of your rope when it comes to what is happening around you today and want to peel back the layers to see what's really happening? If that's the case, then welcome to the Smoke and Mirrors podcast. So I wanted to take a couple seconds and talk about presidential moments with our fearless leaders and kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the fallacy that has become our presidential um, disaster we have in America. Joe Biden promised us that things will go back to normal and he has in essence done the exact opposite of that. He has tried to restructure every single part of the American society, American economy, and has done so as a part of this moral crusade. Now, this is the third time that Joe Biden has run, you know, for the White House. And this time he didn't win because of who he is. He won because of who he's not. He's not Bernie Sanders. He's not Donald Trump. He made um, he made these Democratic primary uh, voters think that Bernie was too liberal, and he convinced people that Donald Trump was too erratic, and and people embraced him as this veteran uh, lawmaker who told everyone that I will bring us back to normalcy, I will bring apart um, some change in the bipartisanship of government. I'll also bring this health crisis to a um, to its knees by making things go back to normal, by rolling out this vaccine, by getting 100 doses, and all of this other insanity. He rejected um, positions like the Green New Deal, Medicare for All, uh, the candidate version of Joe Biden, that is, and packing the Supreme Court and ending filibusters because all of these were too extreme. But as he became president, he took on his partner in crime, President Obama's desire to be transformational, and um, decided that um, he was going to do things to put his mark in society. And due to the fact that there was such slim margins of winning by 1% in most of the uh, Arizona and Georgia um, Democratic voting, uh, which is how the Democrats won, is 1% in Georgia and 1% in Arizona, Americans ended up electing him to be part of um, the process to help America overcome the pandemic. They were tired of these waves of infections and hospitalizations and death and lockdowns and mass mandates and the economic downward spiral, all of this stuff. And despite what he says, whether you like him or you like Donald Trump, either one, he inherited effective vaccines that were already in place under uh, Donald Trump's uh, cabinet through uh, Operation Warp Speed and his original goal of 100 doses and a, or 100 million doses in 100 days. 
was simply a continuation of what the previous administration had already achieved. The vaccines were developed and approved faster than the experts had um, predicted, and by um, approved, I mean through their usage as emergency usage agreements. They are not currently FDA approved. However, um, the FDA has given them emergency use authorizations. Um, and part of what divided America was this perceived agreement between government and big pharmaceutical companies. And Trump loyalists thought that it would have an impact on the elections because the FDA had not um, adopted these guidelines back in October with this developmental uh, vaccine approval. And Pfizer didn't come out with enough data to announce the vaccine findings until the election was almost over. And if you go back and really look at how things are and how things come across um, through the different administrations, Joe Biden pushed through this $1.9 trillion COVID relief package, but actually very little of that spending was directed towards any of the COVID-related stuff. But it had relief stuff for expanding the Affordable Care Act. It had $86 billion pension bailouts for unions and it had a $140 million California subway earmark. However, if you look back, $1 trillion of Donald Trump's COVID relief bills was left unspent. So what ended up happening is you had um, Joe Biden then roll that money into his amount and say, look what I did. Look what I gave you. When in fact, he played a shell game with the money instead of coming out and saying, this is what I gave you. He just repurposed the money and ended up putting it in. So when you break it down, the United States has, been, has spent five, uh, $5 trillion, which is approximately $43,000 per household on COVID. And that amount dwarfs what other countries have spent and what America has spent on previous crises. And when you had moderate Republican senators proposing a $618 billion package, Biden decided to meet them for a photo op, but refused to negotiate. And it signaled that his idea of bipartisanship was for the Republicans to just take whatever the Democrats' demands were, hook, line, and sinker. But it didn't matter because the media, who hated Donald Trump, gave him uh, credit for reaching out and then blamed the Republicans for obstructing this um, bipartisan uh, COVID relief. The Democrats <clears throat> insisted that this was a part of the reconciliation process. And in the end, Joe Biden's public approval was benefited from this widespread vaccine distribution and progress toward herd immunity that would have happened regardless of the election's outcome. But here's the thing. He is a, a meek person. He comes across not as one of these loud, outlandish people, which is the exact opposite of Donald Trump's outsized presence. He doesn't mind Donald Trump blistering the media. He doesn't mind telling people exactly what is going down. 
he doesn't mind telling people things in non-politician, -polit uh, non-political terminology. He's a, um, a salesman. He's a New Yorker. He's a business person. So he doesn't have that polished, refined, 40-something years in office, talk out of one side of the neck and then talk out of the other side of the neck that a lot of politicians have. And Biden used that political capital to um, to get this new multi-trillion dollar infrastructure bill passed through this um, through the COVID relief, and that included Medicaid and uh, community development building block grants, and child care, and public schools and colleges and training, all of this stuff. And in 2008, there's a saying that says you never want to. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. So I guess in essence, both of these presidential candidates and now both of these presidential people have embraced that ambitious goal of restructuring nearly everything and every aspect of the American society, no matter what happens. And part of the problem is this uh, idea that, um, you know, Donald Trump had this finger on the pulse of the, you know, the people, this is their words, the pulse of the people, whereas people like Joe Biden, who just in his public uh, State of the Union address, made the comment that um, we the people is not the people, that we the people is the government. Now, there is some truth to that, that we the people will always be the government. The problem is we the people is also actual boots on ground people. People like you and I who get up, go to work, pay our taxes, come home, turn the news on and watch the disaster going on in Washington, DC. I will tell you that I'm neither a Republican nor a Democrat. I am a registered independent because I believe there are some things that the Democrats do that is exactly in line with what I think. There are other things that the Democrats do that I shake my head and I don't understand why people would do that kind of stuff. Same thing with the Republicans. There are some things the Republicans do that I am with wholeheartedly. There's other things the Republicans do that makes me scratch my head and I don't understand. But I know this, that the showmanship and the gamesmanship that has occurred, no matter what you believe with covid no matter if you believe it's real, no matter if you believe it's fictitious, which personally, I know having had my wife had COVID in the beginning of 2020 and watched her recovery from that, I know it's real. What I also know is that there is a hard time proving to people that there is um, some kind of idea of how we're really going to handle COVID when Initially, it was one metric that they were measuring. And then when that metric started to go down, they changed metrics. Then when that metrics changed, then they moved to the next one and the next one, the next one. So to use the terminology that I've heard, they've moved the goalpost. They constantly move the goalpost. So it is hard to imagine that things are on the up and up to the common person who just looks and tries to be able to articulate one way or the other what is happening. So for me, until the government gets their act together and there is a true understanding of 
you know, COVID, a true understanding of uh, the medical aspect, because as of right now, the person that's in charge, Dr. Fauci, will tell you something on Monday, and by Thursday, he's already changed his opinion. He's already changed what he thinks the new flavor of the day as far as COVID goes. And that is where people get lost in, I want something to do with this. That's where people start to think, this is a bunch of nonsense. And as one of the, uh, I think, Republican senators put him on um, kind of blast in a, um, a congressional was, are these masks that we are being forced to do just political theater? When you look at how big microns of the coronavirus are, and you look at the mask, the mask that you wear, the surgical mask, do not block COVID. It's proven. Dr. Fauci has actually said it doesn't. Now, what does he say next? Well, maybe you should wear two masks. And then next week, what's he going to say? Maybe you should wear six masks. And the week after that, you need a full respirator and oxygen tanks. And you got people walking through Home Depot with a hula hoop wrapped around them saying this is six feet. Well, I graduated from a very small school and I'm not the brightest guy in the world. But if you're standing inside the hula hoop with it on a strap, that's not six feet. But these are what people do. They'll put clear bags on their head with a little breather, plastic bags, and walk through there. And if you don't have this same bag on, they lose their mind with you. It makes absolutely no sense. And that is where things come into play with the Republican-Democrat Joe Biden debacle with taking COVID, taking the COVID relief and the infrastructure bills and the spending that have already been put into place and put them into some kind of meaningful package that everyone can agree on. Now, it's my opinion that fundamentally Republicans and Democrats will never get along based solely on the fact of this, abortion is murder. They will never agree so therefore, no matter what, there's always going to be some disagreement. There's always going to be some rubbing wrong of each other. So when you have that fundamental thing occur, they're not going to be on the same page. And then it becomes so divided and so ugly that they can't take their politics and gamesmanship out and to deal with the things that real people need as far as COVID relief, money, uh, medical care, and the vaccine. On a personal scale, on a personal level, I think it's interesting that if I go to work and I ask about someone's medical condition to my boss, they say things like, that's a HIPAA violation, you can't ask me that, but we'll turn around and make comments about COVID vaccines, and somehow that is no longer a HIPAA violation. Me getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine is no one's business. However, it becomes someone's business because why? People decided that it's no longer HIPAA violation to ask. No longer apparently taboo to be worrying about other people's medical, you know, um, care. So until Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, or however you say her name is, Vice President Harris, um, get this going in the right direction. There's always going to be divide. 
there's going to be problems no matter what side of the coin that you believe. Personally, I know that COVID's real. I just think how it's being manipulated and used is political theater. And at this point, we need to go ahead and reopen America, reopen the world, and get back to life. Yes, people have died. Yes, people have contracted COVID and given it to other people. I understand that. There are also things like the common cold that gets passed around. People pass away in the tens of thousands a year. CDC can verify that. All you got to do is do a little Google search on CDC's website to find out how many people died from the flu. And get this back to moving. Get this in the right direction so we can continue to be the greatest country on the earth. America is the greatest country, but right now we are lacking. And we are lacking in a lot of areas, which we will at some point talk about in this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Please leave a rating and review, and I hope to talk to you soon.